0: You're listening to the cycling podcast Femina,
1: powered by Super Sapiens, energy management for committed athletes and coaches. <laughs> ho ho ho! Yeah. Merry Christmas hey, from red! the. Cycling
0: us seven <laughs> well, uh, I'm Rose Manley and I'm joined by my two little Christmas <laughs> elves here, uh, Orla and Lizzie Banks. Are you guys in the, in the festive spirit at all yet?
1: Well, oh. I am now, thanks to <laughs> you, Rose. <laughs> Do you know what? I've been massively I've into just... Christmas this year, which sounds ridiculous, like it's something that I've only just discovered. But you know, some years the build-up kind of passes you by or you're kind of annoyed by it, you know? I purposely decided this year I was properly getting Christmassy, and I was going to be domesticated and bake things and cook things and just be really christmasy so I haven't baked anything I haven't cooked anything but I've got loads of lights everywhere and I'm lighting candles every oh. single day which is lovely Amsterdam in the christmas time mm. must be beautiful it, is. it really well. is I can't even it really is yeah it's heartbreakingly gorgeous so yeah, feeling quite Christmassy now. You're pretty good at baking and things, Lizzie. Though I'm sure there's a Christmas cake, is there
0: to come Angling with- for um, one rose. <laughs> well, we're actually going.
2: We're actually going to the UK for the first time for Christmas for years. We usually oh. go on a Christmas training camp for two and a half weeks and they escape the Christmas madness. But um, I'm not fit enough to go this year, <laughs> so we're actually going back to the oh. UK. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to it because it'll be the first time that we've seen our families at Christmas for five years, I think. Um, oh my So God. I'm oh. ready to. We're going back on Monday, and I'm. I'm ready to get festive but today I did uh three and a half hours in the freezing rain Ooh, which oof. did actually feel remarkably festive but um <laughs> not particularly fun
0: <laughs> oh with a Santa hat on I hope over the helmet
2: uh no, no I did see a few a few plastic reindeer though so does that does that uh, that'll do that'll do yeah
0: yeah that would be a quick sleigh actually there, if you were pulling a sleigh that would be there quick. was snow a
1: quick sleigh that oh my that goodness festive well, it's hardcore, that's what it is. Li-
0: all is. I love how all is like all into Christmas and Lizzie's just like just really <laughs> stretching for things that might be classed as festive, like snow. Is that <laughs> That's quite christmas uh, to pretend Lizzie. To be,
2: I'm, not, I'm not a festive, I'm not really a festive person, I'm afraid, but I'm going to try okay, and Okay, so it's the person the who is hour. literally
0: wearing, you're wearing snowflakes on your jumper, Lizzie. You're actually the only <laughs> person wearing a Christmas jumper You went not ready. already. <laughs> it's yeah, the warmest exactly. jumper well, I could
2: find Because I was so cold to my bones After getting in from uh, From my lovely festive ride In the beautiful Christmas snow There
1: we go, we got there in the end There we, we have it
0: So well Christmas obviously means a Christmas quiz, that's coming up at the end of the show But it also means obviously it's the end of the year End of the season uh, So we're going to be picking out some of the moments uh, Of uh, the cycling season That uh, really meant something to us But first the news doesn't stop even at Christmas time, does it, all So give us your news roundup. It certainly
1: please. doesn't. Can I, first of all, issue a bit of a disclaimer? As you both know, um, I've had a bit of a crazy week. And so this uh, news roundup might be a little bit all over the place. And I might be a little bit all over the place. And I can't even blame like eggnog or Christmas punch since I don't drink. Um, my son was in hospital all week. He's fine. He's had his appendix out. But it's just been a little bit uh, more fraught than usual. So just gotten back from the hospital about an hour and a half ago. So if I forget anything, I know Liz is my safety net and she'll make sure that we'll yes. have a complete news roundup between <laughs> us so it's all good. <laughs> but yeah, we're a bit all over the place but that is fine. I, I'm going to start off with uh, Leah Thomas who has quit Trek Segafredo uh, with back pain. Uh, the US time trial champion, has said she's taking extended time off the bike. She's had spinal surgery and she won't go back to Trek Sigafredo for a second season. She put it all in a social media post and she says she hopes to be fully recovered in mid 2023, but hasn't confirmed her plans for then. So we wish her all the very best with whatever she does next and whatever um, her life takes her and with her recovery. Um, Looking ahead to 2023, we will have the final expansion of the top division of women's racing. It's grown from nine teams, of course, in 2021 to 14 last year. And now we have the full 15 from the 1st of January. So, Phoenix de Koenig our new name our new team formerly known as Planter Pura will be the 15th team in the Women's World Tour next season the sister squad of course of the, the new Men's World Tour team Alpesin Koenig and they beat AG Insurance NXTG and Sarah Tizet WNT to the final place so get used to seeing and hearing their name um, Annemiek van Vleuten has won the first ever Women's Velo Door Fam now this is an award run by the French magazine Velo which is owned by the same company that runs the Tour de France, um, ASO. I'm a little bit hesitant to give this even <laughs> airtime, which which sounds terrible. She's obviously the most incredibly worthy winner, but I've got a bit of beef with velodorfam from the last couple of years, simply because Van Vleuten didn't even make it to the top 15, was it, um, last year. And so now they've started a women's category. Great. She's won it. But um, it's voted for by a, a panel of international journalists. And I remember being contacted by one of those journalists um, when I expressed my uh, distaste, really, that Van Vloten isn't higher up. And he told me that every single journalist on that panel has been male. And when he brought it to uh, the the, the organisers, they said that there simply wasn't the calibre of female journalists to include uh, in the judging <laughs> wow. panel at the time. And that they were full. Oh, my So they, so God. they couldn't add another journalist. So he... Um, offered to give his place to one of the uh, female journalists, and also offered a series of names that they might wish to consider if they if they thought there was a female yes. journalist who might be worthy of deciding.
2: <gasps> Isn't no. that a shame that the one decent <laughs> journalist in that group actually relinquishes his spot? Yeah, just- yeah exactly.
1: That's so true, Lizzie. exactly, That's so true. exactly. So anyway, I don't know if they've included women now in the um, list of inter- international journalists who decide this because obviously none of us are good enough. So. Um, Uh, who knows who knows (laughs) but anyway anime fan and has won a prize from them so that's good that's great um, and well deserved of course um chloe digart going back to uh news on uh, injuries and and uh, illnesses she's had surgery to treat i'm going to get this wrong supraventricular tachyc is that right? SVT. Very good. Much, much easier. <laughs> which is a condition which causes episodes where the, the heart beats faster than usual. Um, now, I'd never heard of SVT before. She's called it annoying rather than life-threatening. Um, it's but actually it, quite common. Is it? More common than you would think. It sounds so awful. So, Sophie Wright
2: had the same procedure. She had an ablation. Um, and uh, you might remember yeah. it was... I think it was back in 2019 perhaps or 2018 but it, it's not that uncommon and like you say it's not it's not life threatening but uh, it's something that you need to get sorted.
1: Mm, yeah because it can cause
0: I cardiac, cardiac so you arrest saying her it- yeah because the heart rate would be yeah. going up to like 220 and it would be up there for like you know five yeah. minutes which is just absolutely yeah and then or... the risk
2: is that you throw off a clot, and then mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, a clot mm-hmm. can then move around your system and that's obviously not good news so um you know if you, if it's something something she was obviously experiencing and something that she needed to sort out um it seemed like a good time to have it seeing as she was out of racing anyway yeah
1: exactly yeah good on her yeah you say but the heart rate chloe's picked at. She had a recent um, basic endurance ride, an easy one, she says, and, and this is the most recent episode of it where her heart rate peaked at 219, sat at 205 for five minutes and 195 for another 10 minutes. I mean quite terrifying but anyway great lizzie that you say not great that it's common but obviously that it's that it's not anything to be too concerned about she's had her surgery and we wish her all the best in her recovery and um audrey cordon ragot has announced that she will ride for the new zaf cycling team in 2023 following the collapse of the planned b&b hotel hotels rather, women's team, Um, and Zaf's cycling team have named a number of riders who had been linked with B&B Hotels. Um, Cordon Rigaud will be joined by Lucie Junier, Canadian champion Maggie Coles-Leister, Heidi France, Michaela Drummond and Elizabeth Stannard. So of course, the PS to that story is the collapse of B&B Hotels. We'd all been hoping that Audrey Corridor and Rigaud would be headlining that new squad, that it would be um, a new outfit to contend with. But Jérôme Pino, the former rider who had been running the squad and hoping to finance the whole operation, announced that um, all potential sponsors basically had fallen through. And the team, men's and women's team, will be no more. So as far as I understand, still riders... Um, Chloe Dygart, amongst them, wasn't she trying to? Um, Chloe Hosking. Oh, Chloe Hosking, sorry.
2: Yeah. So I I spoke with one of the riders who was uh, supposed to be on that B and B Hotels team, and uh, I asked her what what the situation was with riders looking for teams currently, um, and I asked her if she would be able to speak about what happened. And we understand that at the moment there are some legal proceedings that are are happening, and so um, the rider couldn't say anything publicly yet. Hopefully they will be able to in the future. And that four of the riders from BB Hotel's team have been picked up by the Zaf cycling team. Mm -hmm. Two of the others have found home somewhere else. And six, including Chloe Hosking of of most note, I guess, uh, are still looking for teams as as I understand, as of a couple of days ago when I spoke to this rider. So it's a pretty horrible situation. Um, They didn't, you know, they didn't know anything until a couple of hours before we knew everything in the press uh they were still hoping it would all go through and I think they were being sold the story that it was you know it was pretty much there but unless you've got things signed on the dotted line as I know unfortunately mm. from uh, experience of having teams folding as well then um yeah unless it's signed and the deal is done there is no deal and so it's a very very horrible situation for a number of riders looking for a team in in December and uh of course, with the news about Lacole Col Wahoo mm-hmm. losing one of their major sponsors for 2023, that also put a n- number of other riders into the market. And then when you've got two teams worth of riders looking for a
1: home, um, it's a pretty tricky situation. It's really hard That the... mm. I think with that B&B Hotels one as well, it is really difficult. I mean... I know Jérôme Pino slightly and he's always come across as a really, really decent chap and nobody has much bad to say about him, you know, and I think he wanted the very best for the team. And it's really difficult, I guess, when you're trying to secure a sponsorship, how open and honest you can be about anything because you're going to hope and have faith that the people who've come forward offering money will come through. If you start to alert riders to the danger that it might not happen then the difficulty, the risk is that they will look for contracts elsewhere if you don't then have those riders and then you've got no chance of getting the money. So I feel like he was probably in a bit of a catch-22 situation as well and, and relying on, on the word of um, businesses who then decided not to invest their money in it. I've got huge sympathy all it, round. that thing
0: that... It's one of the things that if it had gone uh, well, uh, or you know, managed that all of the potential sponsors he had actually managed to get, then you know we wouldn't even be considering this. Mm. It wouldn't it wouldn't be a story. We wouldn't know anything about it. So it's one of those, but it's one of those things in cycling, isn't it? That everything is kind of short term. Contracts are short term. You often hear about. uh, sponsors not necessarily pulling out early or not necessarily honoring their uh the things that they've actually signed up to mm. do, it is just one of the and it and it's not just the a women's uh you know lack uh, lack of professionalization on the women's side of the sport, it is very much an issue for the men's side of the sport as well. Yeah. It's just um that it, it's kind of you can't build up a football team where you sell tickets and merchandise and things so people are very reliant on sponsors and then when that goes awry then you know it jeopardizes the careers um and live livelihoods of of many many people doesn't it Mm.
2: yeah yeah i mean i feel i feel for every every party in this to be honest and um it's an incredibly difficult situation and i have i have no doubt that jerempino would have wanted it to Mm. work and you know been holding out for it to work and would have believed that it was still going to work out um riders i think i think it was the 12th of october when was the date when you were supposed to file the the uh the uci so every team has to to file a sort of a huge file to the uci with all of their documents for the year and i think it's around the 12th of october that that has to be filed in order for the next season uh to, you know to go through for their kind of the first deadline and i think I understand once that deadline has passed, riders are actually contractually free to look for another team. But the news was then, well, we're looking for a sponsor and the UCI have extended our deadline and then the UCI extended their deadline again to the 30th of November. And so it's a difficult situation as a rider. Do you then continue to believe in the team or Mm. do you start looking early and I think there are a couple of transfers I I wondered about the late transfer of Lizzie Holden Mm -hmm, to team UAE mm -hmm. ADQ whether that was um a a kind of uh B&B hotels warning sign this isn't going to happen I'm going to go and do the transfer now because it depends on the rider's agent you know if the rider has an agent then they would maybe Mm -hmm. have flagged this up and say look this is a warning sign legally you can get out of this contract because they haven't done what they're required to do in order to go ahead for the 2023 season um but you know, riders without contracts perhaps wouldn't have known that and would have been in this situation where they were just hoping and hoping and hoping and then suddenly it's mm. the 1st of December and they don't have a contract for the next year.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, best of luck to all the riders still trying to find contracts anyway. Um, and the last maybe little bit of news that I have before uh, find out what I've left off uh, is that Lizzie Dagnan has announced her return to racing, her planned return to racing for May of next year after having her second child so she is currently as we understand it fitting in endurance training with breastfeeding baby Shay, and is hoping to be back to competition by may which is just wonderful i just love it and and she's been quite openly saying that she hopes to be a role model to other riders uh, or she's been reported as saying it i guess um other riders who would like to juggle um their careers with motherhood and what better way to do that best of luck to her what have i missed lizzie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all i was all, all i was gonna actually say uh is on the
0: lakou lakou wahoo uh story we were going to mention that uh because um one of their big potential uh title sponsors had pulled out but uh the only thing i can say is there is good news to come for them um so i know a lot of the riders have uh already left and got contracts Elsewhere for next year, but there's good news to come for them, which is uh, a heartening Christmas story, isn't it?
1: <laughs> or the tease of one, anyway. That'll be that's good enough. Yes, like a Christmas tease.
0: Still guessing on fueling. Not sure what or when to eat or drink on rides that matter. Never again. Optimize your fueling strategy with real-time glucose data, actionable insights and personalized analytics. We're here to help you achieve your performance goals. Go to supersapiens.com for more on how to track your energy levels and fuel for success. Well, thank you very much to Super Sapiens, title sponsors of the cycling uh, podcast. Uh, If you want to find out more about how their system of continuous glucose monitoring can help tailor your fueling and training for success, then head to, come on, you must know this by now, supersapiens.com. Well, uh, we were going to in this episode each pick out a highlight from the season but then when we were on our whatsapp chat beforehand <laughs> it turns out that we pretty much all have the same kind of highlights uh, and our top highlight was going to be of course the inaugural tour de france fam now all was there was there a particular moment from this uh, momentous race that
1: really caught your attention there was and it wasn't actually necessarily related to any of the riders in particular or any specific racing moment i can't remember if i've mentioned this on this podcast before and i apologize if i have um but it's just it's just been my highlight of the whole year really in terms of sport and it's this little girl who was on the final climb um on la plas de melfi and she was at a specific point in the camera angles where there was one camera pointing up the way towards Uh, the finish towards the top of the hill and one pointing down and she was caught um, in that crossroads if you like so she was caught on both camera angles and it meant that I anyway saw an awful lot of her I just noticed her because she had this like big log ponytail coming out of her her cap and um, she was on the right hand side at the moment where we're coming up to the crucial bit of La Planche de Belfi and it seemed to be her little friend beside her she was maybe 10 or 11 and the reason that she caught my eye was because I just realized, I put myself in that moment as I was watching it in the studio and thinking about whoever it was, whichever parent presumably had walked her up to the top of La Planche du Belfi that day. And she was so excited and her neck kept, her head kept flicking left to right, left to right, left to right, following the riders and trying to keep up with the action. And I just realized how much, effort would have gone into the parents setting out the night before and deciding what time they were going to leave to get up to get their prime spot and packing a, a packed lunch maybe and taking drinks and sunscreen and making sure they had decent shoes on to walk up um, and working out where to park and all the rest of it and she then was enjoying just a full day of sport and for her she will never ever know not or at least not live a reality where that isn't normal that for her was simply going to watch women's racing. And as I watched that in the studio, I've never, I've never actually cried while watching racing. I've never been overwhelmed to that extent. And as I started saying to the, the two Dannys who were with me and Adam, and I was saying, like, can you, can, can you appreciate this? Can you appreciate that we did not have this? We did not have female role models or sporting heroes Outside of the Olympics, we didn't have this visibility. Never mind being able to watch it in person, just by the side of the road, and the best riders in history. Never mind in the world. And it was. Just, I just find it so emotional and so powerful. And and I have been doubtful as to whether the Tour de France fan was necessary. And in that moment, I realized exactly what it was about and exactly why it mattered. And the racing was spectacular. The riders put on an incredible show. The race organizers put on an incredible route. But really it's that exposure it's changing society it's giving little girls heroes of their own to cheer for and I found it so overwhelming and reminded me exactly what sport is all about and exactly why I've always loved it but as a kid I could only cheer men's teams and now my kids m- both my girl and my and my boy have women's teams and female athletes to cheer and for me that was the absolute standout maybe of my sporting coverage ever that little girl by the side of the road
0: no, I have to say, I was like you, all. I was kind of a bit of a, a sceptic, really, about whether we needed a Tour de France fan uh, at all because we have all these other races that are, you know, powerful, momentous. We already have these riders who are great heroes, great role models. You know, did we really need this very specific, particular platform, this very specific jersey? But when, then when I was there through the week, it really felt different. It felt like it had such a... The importance of it, you know, it sent shockwaves uh, through, you know, sports fans uh, everywhere. People were uh, wanted to see it. And then and hopefully, I mean, time will tell, I guess, whether that those fans who watch the Tour de France Femme will then, you know, also watch all the other races that we uh, have on the calendar. But it was it felt really powerful um, to be there as well. And, and Lizzie, what did you have a highlight from the Tour de France fan? Was it a racing one, or was, you know, was it just the the emotion of, of having this race finally on our calendar?
2: Mm, I mean, firstly, I have to say I agree wholeheartedly with everything that Ola was saying, and I think that that's why it's such an important catalytic moment. I think I've always believed that the Tour de France fan was necessary very necessary in order for our sport to progress and just as you were talking Rose it made me think back to you know why does the Tour de France transcend sport how does the Tour de France transcend sport well I remember when I was going over to my friend's house as a teenager and you know he doesn't really have didn't really have any interest in cycling but he had an interest in sport and he was watching the Tour de France and Lance Armstrong was cycling up and oh look at this great cyclist he's winning all these tour- Tours de France and I still knew what that was I didn't know what was going on but I still knew what the Tour de France was and and at that point you know as a young teenager I had no interest in watching sport other than the Olympics but I still knew about the Tour de France and my highlight was actually also on the last day on La Planche de Velfi and we were reporting Rose you were at the side of the Rose I was sending you text updates of everything that was going on and we were sort of doing a live commentary on the race and you know there was this there was this huge build-up before the Tour de France and everybody was saying how great it was going to be. But there was this huge pressure that it had to be really great. And we got the first stage underway and it was like, whew, thank God people actually turned up. And then Marianne Voss went and won the second stage. And then she was in the yellow jersey and you have this absolute icon, the best rider of all time, out and out, without a doubt, male or female in the yellow jersey incredibly iconic image and then as the week went on it just built and it built and more and more people came to watch more and more people lined the streets the riders couldn't believe it the world's media was just absolutely going crazy for it you know twitter was filled with news about women's cycling and it wasn't just because it was the, the tour de france the stories coming out of it were They were just so great. They were so exciting. Everybody wanted to know what was going on. Everybody wanted to listen to our podcast about the Tour de France, of course.
1: Bien sûr. And then you
2: have this incredible (laughs) climax on the Planche de Belfi. You have Annemiek van Vluten, the best stage racer in the world, in the yellow jersey, winning solo, going up this incredible mountain that is so steep that next to her, the motorbike
0: falls (laughs) over
2: to a stop. I forgot. And she wins and she almost collapses Mm. at the end because she... She's just so exhausted. And it was only at that point that Annemiek van Vluten quite realised, I think, how important the Tour de France femme was for women's sport. And it was just the culmination of everything and how successful it was and how beautiful it was and how hard it was and all of the stories that came out of it. And then when we were talking about it on the Planche de Belfi commentating live, um... And I was watching the TV and then suddenly I could hear the race going past you. I wasn't there, but I felt like it was there. Yeah. I was there. And that is what is so important when you can get so drawn into the race because because there is good media, because you can watch it, because then you can listen about it afterwards. You can Everything you can do for a whole week, it just absorbs you. Just every fibre of you is the Tour de France fam. And I felt like I was there. I felt the blood of the Tour de France Femme in my veins, and that's why that moment was so special for me.
0: Woo! And we should, you know, say huge uh, commendation, of, of course, to the riders for racing it the way that they they raced it. I mean, I think when they were setting out, there'd be this Tour de France fam. They couldn't have asked for a better uh, list mm. of winners. I mean, to have Lorena Wiebes, the you know, the best sprinter. Uh, win, to have Marina Voss, the greatest uh, of all time, to win, to have Cecily ludwig who's like this huge, passionate, you know, fan favourite that everybody loves, to have Marlon Roycer to have, you know, an escapee at the end, get away, uh, and make a success of it, uh, and of course to have uh, Van Vluten, who is, you know, the, you know, the best stage racer. You know, we have to give huge praise, um, obviously the, the route was designed perfectly to kind of create good racing, but it's the riders that really did it, and uh They really put on a a show for all of us, didn't they? We have to thank Annemiek van Vluten for having a
2: stomach upset as well, I think.
1: She kept the Jeopardy alive to the very end. Thank you for having a stomach bug, (laughs) 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 Annemiek.
2: No, it was brilliant. I mean, it just added, you know, intrigue and interest Mm. to a story. And you would have never, you could have never, ever written that. You know, the top stage racer in the world comes in under not undercooked but just not right and we mm. didn't know what was going on until suddenly she stopped by the side of the road uh, unexpectedly for a toilet break and it was only later at the end of that stage that we actually really found out what was going on when she sort of had to tell everybody else and she had to say well actually i've been feeling unwell but thankfully i'm feeling a bit better so yeah thanks thanks Anamique. um <laughs> thanks Anamique for having a stomach bug <laughs>
0: The 2024 Subaru Outback Wilderness is built to take you further off the beaten path. It has 9.5 inches of ground clearance paired with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, plus off-road wheels, rugged all-terrain tires, and advanced dual-function X-Mode to help get you through deep snow, gravel, and mud. The 2024 Subaru Outback Wilderness. Adventure elevated. To explore all you can do with the rugged Subaru Wilderness family of vehicles, visit Subaru.com wilderness. This episode is brought to you by Buffalo Trace Distillery. Powerful yet smooth. Contained but never tame. Proudly going their own way, but never going alone. This is the spirit inside Buffalo Trace bourbon. Made at Buffalo Trace Distillery. The world's most award-winning distillery. Buffalo Trace is always perfectly untamed. Distilled, aged, and bottled by Buffalo Trace Distillery. Franklin County, Kentucky. 90 proof. 45% alcohol by volume. Learn more at Distillery.com. Please drink responsibly. Well, of course, the cycling podcast Feminine has lasted for many, many years, uh, since when you and Richard uh, started off years ago, and we didn't have the Tour de France fam then, so there's plenty of other racing that happened this year, so we shouldn't just concentrate on one single race uh, that happened. Lizzie, um, now I know what you're going to say is one, one of your other highlights was, because it's also the same... Uh, highlight as I had and that was uh, the finale of the women's tour this year. Tell us why um, that kind of caught your eye.
2: Well the women's tour firstly has always been a race close to my heart because it's the race that I watched thinking that is how I'm going to become a professional cyclist and that is the race that I'm going to do and one day I'm going to win it and still I hope that one day I will win it but it was It was an exhilarating race um, with a brilliant finale. And we've been wanting this race to be live for years. And finally, we got a live stream. And I I really think that was a big catalyst for change in this race. Um, And then within the race, you had this great story of this rivalry between Grace Brown and Elisa Longo-Borghini, who were absolutely fighting neck and neck for the win. Um, Grace Brown won stage four, then Elisa Longo-Borghini won stage five, and they went into the final stage, stage six, on tied on time with grace brown in the lead on count back now grace brown thought she had it in the bag um and she very almost did until tracked a just sensational late lead out through the twisting, turning last kilometers through the streets of Oxford. And somehow Elisa longo Borghini was third on the line on the final stage behind Lorena Vibers who took the win. And that tells you what sort of finish it was. Um, and she took one bonus point to clinch the overall lead at the end. And I think one of the reasons why this makes it one of my favorite moments is not just because of the drama, but also because I was on the ground at that race. And so I was there with the public in Oxford and they were able to watch Watch this live stream so excited and then see the riders come through and then afterwards and this is the great thing about cycling you can go and see your heroes you know it's 200 meter walk and there was grace brown just in shock at what had happened she she found out very quickly that elisa Longo borghini had got that second and one um and i remember interviewing her just after and all credit to her she was incredibly gracious but um it was just a it was just a great event, and i am so glad that he's taken that step up to to have live coverage and I think that that's just brilliant for the event and and for women cycling as a whole.
0: I love that moment too because it was so surprising. No one's thinking Elisa Longo Borghini, who is a fantastic climber, a great stage racer, is gonna be up there uh, in a sprint certainly f d j and Grace Brown weren't expecting uh, that to happen always they might have played it slightly. Uh, differently but it just was that perfect this little um moment when you can see that you know that is what women's racing uh, is about i'd like to say it's what all cycling is about but there's a plenty of races on the men's side where you know you don't get that um kind of excitement and upset and um for me it really crystallized um what cycling is to me, you know, it's exciting, it's thrilling, you know, you think it's gonna go one way, uh, and it goes uh another. And I thought it was just uh a really special uh moment to witness Elisa Longo Borghini, the sprinter, uh the birth of Elisa Longo Borghini, uh, the sprinter and for for her to take the win. But I mean there were I mean it's been a it's overall it's been a um a fantastic season, hasn't it? Um I know, Lizzie, you mentioned the Lotta Kopecki winning in Strade Bianchi was also um, a highlight, you know, seeing these other names come to the fore because, you know, we did think at one point without Anna van der Breggen being uh, racing this season, you know, where would we see the rivalries uh, and where would we see the names and where would we see the victories going? But all of it, you know, it has been... Uh, just if, if in, in some ways, more exciting because you know you have less sure winners, I'd, don't I'd you? I'd say now.
1: so. I mean, we say less sure winners, and yet Annamiek van Vleuten has won all of them. Um, but yeah, but well, yeah. not quite, not quite. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I find it a really, really exciting season, and I love, um, as you mentioned, Lizzie, in our WhatsApp group, that you'd said about uh, Lotta Capecchi winning Strada Bianca and and Annemiek van Vleuten and Lotta Lotte Capecchi together have provided me with two of my standout highlights of this year. Just two of the greatest sporting moments when, when Lotte Kopecky and two moments as well that that got me screaming out of my seat because I was in disbelief almost when you're when you're going up that last climb in Bianchi... And, and Annemiek van Vluten is there. She's winning. She's winning. She's won it. She's won it. She's won it. She hasn't won it. Oh, my God. It's Lotta Kapeki. And it was just... I couldn't believe it. And the very same at the, at the World Championships at the end of the year. Absolutely, Annemiek van Vleuten was never going to take that win in a million years. And then won in a completely exceptional way, even for Annemiek van Vleuten, with Priya then finishing in second that time around. But those two finishes, for me where about like I've got goosebumps even thinking about both of them they're they're about the most exciting finishes that I that I can think of in cycling men's or women's and not just this year I think we've had some incredible standout moments and it's been a, a thorough bloody privilege from start to finish genuinely this year.
0: But Alder, it wasn't just the finish. I mean, you say that they were remarkable finishes, but I mean, that World Championships <laughs> All race, the way
1: through. that was
0: from the off, <laughs> that was just so animated, so dynamic. And, you know, for it to have gone to Annemiek van Vluten, who's you know, such a worthy champion in the end, uh, is fantastic. But, you know, it really looked like it was going to go somewhere else. Didn't it? I mean, Liana Lippert was just on on song there, wasn't she? It was, it was such a crazy race. And, and, you know, we heard from Neil Fisher Black in the
2: last episode. And and just one thing that she said to me really stayed in my, in my mind because she was on Anemieke's wheel, and she said she looked a mess. You know, her
0: her elbow was just—I <laughs> I know. And and honestly, when she said never, it to you me, you should fear that. You should fear that, though. If she looks like she's a mess, you that you should be really scared. Then that's, what, that's the message. <laughs> and there, isn't and it? she
2: said she just never in a million years considered that Anemieke would be able to win it, and that's why Anemieke van Vluten is the most sensational athlete because even when you completely well we have we i have hopefully we have finally learned never write her off but even when you think there is no way that she can do this and you know this goes back to uh omni pet newsblad you know it was demi Vollering and it was annamique van Vleuten coming into the sprint and we all thought we all thought that demi Vollering was going to win because Demi Vollering had been on Annemiek Van Vleuten's wheel for about 10 kilometres. She was just driving it and driving it. And we thought, oh, well, Demi, Demi's, Demi's got this in the bag. She's, you know, on paper, she's by far the best sprinter. And then <laughs> Annemiek just comes from, and I mean, not from nowhere, but I mean, I don't know how she did it. And she just sprints Well, she came from the front her.
0: all the way along, didn't she? Yeah, she just, you, I mean, she
2: just, doing, if in doubt, lead it out. And that is what she did. <laughs> um, and she, but, it was but another the sensational Demi- win.
0: Demi Vollering's face uh, I remember I mean mean, this is also like this is you know when you should be at your kind of freshest uh, coming into a race and Demi Vollering's face being you know stuck in Anna Meek's wheel and just not just feeling like I can't take a turn I can't come around this person No, she knew that she she knew that she was just
2: going to blow if she came off the wheel. So, I mean, obviously she had teammates behind, but it was more than that. It was that she simply couldn't. And she said afterwards in the interviews, there was a side wind, So, you know, really, she wasn't getting as much benefit as it looked like, but she was she was still behind. Um, I guess, yeah, never, never write Annemiek off. Never write her off because she's a sensational athlete and she will surprise you when you least expect it.
1: I do love that as well. I love that she still manages to surprise us. I love that there are occasions where we've thought there's just no way she can win this and yet she still wins it. So will her final year finally be the year where we just expect, I mean, I don't want to expect you to win everything, of course, but, she, but she'll <laughs> she she'll manage to keep surprising us and that in itself is a surprise. <laughs> How many tricks does a magician have, you know? Let's see, eh? 2023.
0: It's Christmas quiz time. (laughs) I'm doing my own. I know. I realise. I I realise you're building up. That was
1: very much an intonation. That was that was inviting a whip, So I thought I would indulge. Yeah. Yes. You're very welcome. Lizzie's just all in. I'm just concentrating, Rose.
2: I'm concentrating. I need my one win for
0: 2022. (laughs) Oh no, Lizzie! Come on.
1: Well, shall we get straight to it? The first round... Thank you very much. I can see if it wins any year. (laughs) Sorry, right, go ahead. ahead.
0: First round is called More or Less. So I'm going to give a, a question... Uh and it's gonna have um uh well the first one you can you can guess what the answer okay, is. And then after that you have to say whether the next question is more or less than the previous one. I think this is gonna be a second It'll and make see. Sense yeah, when we get Yeah, yeah. Okay, going. let's see what yeah, go. Yeah. Okay, so Vos stage wins at the Giro d'Italia slash Juro Rosa ever. Oh sweet mother. Oh. Oh no, I'll start with a number. I'll start with a number. The number I'm gonna start with no 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 25. no no twenty five. Oh, I know what the no. answer is. And then you say it's more okay, or more. less. Okay. Oh. Okay. All says more. More. Lizzie.
2: Um. But then, can we do a number because I think I know the answer. <laughs> oh. Okay. Smug. You, okay. Oh. Uh, uh, no, I know. I know, the, bonus I know. I know I know the ballpark. Then. But
1: I guess. Okay. It is the ballpark Lizzie. You've gone hard on this one. You've no, but then get we can go. Number. Who gets closest?
2: But, Ola, you can go first, because I don't want you to steal my... Because, you know, I'm... Wait! I'm... Hang on so, a minute.
1: On you just suggested minute. you're going to do no. something. And then put me in it. <laughs> no, I think
2: I know the answer. So I don't want you yeah. to go first. No, Lizzie,
1: you have... To... No, you, go, because... you say you're no, you have to go first, Lizzie. <laughs> I'll say more or I'm less. great. Lizzie, you have to go first. you You've roped
0: us into this. Uh, so you're and going also, first, Lizzie. And also, I can't
1: nick it if you say it first.
0: 35. Okay, 35. Interesting.
1: Ola, would you like to give a number? Um, I think it's thirty-five. 35.2. So I'm going to have to go. Do I have to give a number or say more or less? No, you have to um, give a number
2: because we've both said ha- more.
1: To be honest, Alla,
0: I haven't thought through that
1: far.
0: Because <laughs> this is now made up now. have so gone go. into improv Question territory. In and um, yes, go on, give us I'll a number go, and you don't
1: get a bonus. If, you, if you're if not bang on, you okay, don't fine. get it. That's what I'm gonna uh, say. Uh, 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 I'll go 37, but I think it's 35.
0: Uh-uh, you're oh. both wrong. It's 32. Ah, oh.
1: oh. Okay, but we won anyway. This is the win because it was said So more. she added...
0: Yes, okay. So that's, that kind of wipes the slate clean. So uh, less mutiny, please, <laughs> on this festive quiz.
1: I'm not prepared for it. More authority it. then, Rose. Yes,
0: oh yeah, maybe yes. I should. Okay, so the next question. More or less, the number of letters in the longest <laughs> name... Of the women's world teams, as in person's name. I no 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 the l- longest uh, team name. Sorry, longest team name. I'm just quickly. I've just realised that I haven't actually bothered writing it down. So I'm just. I'm
1: gonna go shorter, less. Okay, less. Uh, than thirty. Lizzie.
0: Um, letters, letters, thirty-two letters long. Angular. Okay, so less says Ola, Lizzie. Less,
2: because I think the FDJ Nouvelle Académie for screw. Oh no, because it might be um, <laughs> Roland Cojus. kojas
0: uh, uh, You can't uh, count them, Lizzie. Give us an answer, please. Oh, less. <laughs> you both said less. You're both Woo! correct. What? It is less. The number of letters is twenty-six letters in Roland kojas Edelweiss Squad. Oh, okay. I was seeing if you might. Might forget I want a one. bonus point um, for
2: remembering that they were the one with the longest name.
0: <laughs> Lizzie, l- less of the bonus points. Lizzie, can points. I ask? Uh,
1: we just I, don't have the When time. you say you haven't been uh, with family for Christmas for five years, is that out of choice or have they banned you because of your approach to Christmas quizzes? <laughs> 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 if they listen to this episode, it might be six years without spending Christmas with your family. <laughs> okay, so the number in mind, everybody, is 26... Okay.
0: Okay, so, and we want quick answers here. The number of riders with the word van in their surname among the world teams, the 14 world, you know, the world teams, the top teams. So 26.
1: Less. Ola. Less.
0: Yes, correct. Less, got oh. no flies on you guys. There is actually, <laughs> and this surprised me, only six. Wow. Oh, Fantastic wow. Which okay. very low. Uh Van der Geloof Oh no, because they're she's um,
1: not, world tour. not a woman's Oh she's tour, not woman's yes. world here, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And the others were anyway. Van Der Brook Black, Van Anroy, Vandenbos, and Van der Hulst. Wow. So those are the Very good those are the six.
1: So um, six, okay
0: okay this is a very intellectual intellectual question (laughs) the number of nails that lorena weebus painted yellow at the tour de france femme so she had all her nails painted i'll give you that for free but how many were yellow (laughs) nails and six is the number that we're
1: working with probably less you're going both for less. You're saying less? Lizzie's going for more. <laughs> I would, I
2: would, going for more. Was, no, 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 her, I've gone for less. Go for I'm just trying to get all the stuff. Oh, oh you both gone for
0: less. Because she had oh, five. Okay. <laughs> she had five yeah, yellow, I'd five say. green. Well, uh, the, oh. it is. it was less, so you're both right. This is just not the com- competition that I'm looking for here. <laughs> <laughs> it was four, yeah, four yellow on one hand, four green on the other, and her uh, fourth fingers were a kind of brownish colour.
1: Hang on, do I get a bonus point? I said four. We're not no weird. bonus That's points. Just, no, Paula, were not we're listening? Not, we're just what? not stepping down. I'm taking. I'm taking an honorary bonus point for that. Okay, here we go. Last question in my head. Right. So four is if the it's number. A we're comeback, I should get that. Okay, go. The
0: number of people it took to open the winner's champagne bottle <laughs> at La Samin. So it was Emma Norsgaard, including Emma Norsgaard, was the winner, and she uh, was trying to open her bottle of champagne. Four is the number that we're working with. Was it more people or less people than that?
1: I'll, sort of, I'll go more. I think you're trying to catch us out, and I think it's I'll the same.
2: Because I think it okay, was so three, three the on the podium plus one person from a helper.
1: Okay.
0: Ola, you're saying... Okay, I've,
1: I've gone more. I've gone five. Okay.
0: It. We have a winner now. Thank God. Oh! Because I've got no more questions on this round. $3. And the winner is... Orla oh, The answer was yay! five people. You almost remembered orla. it perfectly, Lizzie. It was the
1: th- <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lizzie. <laughs> I've never It's not over. It's not over yet. It's not over. It's not. That's only one round. It was know, that was one round. I'm gonna uh, do a van was, indeed. Yeah, I'll take that though. Oh I see you're just <laughs> i into it. <laughs> this is just the first climb. This is just when we expected you to go on At tank. the end Orla's gonna go. She looked a complete mess. I never <laughs>
0: <it>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to say, Lizzie, you did remember it almost perfectly. It was the three uh, riders on the podium uh, trying to do the bottle, plus two uh, oh. podium officials mm. who came over to help Emma God open her winner's champagne. So there we, we have Brilliant. a winner for round one, and that Amazing. is Orla.
1: Woo-woo. Congratulations. But will she... Thank you. I'll take that.
0: Um on to uh will she carry on winning into our next round, which is how you're
1: building up this drama.
0: <laughs> I know what well, uh so building up the drama You're slash, trying, to trying to find, to find my notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the next round, we call this one Winner Winner Garden Strimmer. Um this is uh I, I was I was desperate to do a motto or notto um this year, but I found that all of the teams have stopped doing their hashtags and their funny mottos, apart from Canyon SRAM, actually. They still have breakaway to challenge, which is great. But
1: I think you shamed them out of it. Though, I know, I feel so terrified like that. featuring in motto or notto uh, that they all decided to change their branding strategies.
0: I've bitten the hand bit that feeds about. me. I know, I yeah, really yeah, have. Exactly. And now I've got nothing. But winner, winner, gone, strimmer. So... Uh, we've got uh, five uh, races and I'm going to give you options and you guys have to tell me okay. what uh, out of the four options the rider won. Okay, okay let's go. So the Ronde de Mouscon won by Talita de Jong. Did she win A an annual family pass for Plopsaland, which is a Belgian <laughs> theme park, in case anyone's wondering? Not toilet themed, surprisingly. I think. B, a pair of ornamental ceramic horses. C, a six foot sausage. Or D, a life size chicken made out of chocolate. <laughs> So, um, I guess... I love
1: how all of these are entirely plausible. <laughs> no, that's what's, that's what's awful about cycling. cycling. <laughs> it could be all of them. I'm going to go... Um, Lizzie, are you Googling? No, you I'm Googling? trying to remember.
2: Oh! I was... Um, so, I was given... It was just so funny when you said... No, Lizzie, you can't have this... I'll show you all what right. I'm Googling <laughs> because I was... Um, there you go. So, you'll believe me now. Um, I was given... Uh mm-hmm. on the podium at Turing and Renfar, um, a, a salt and pepper shaker with the heads of uh Goethe <laughs> Schneller. I, I, I two two German right. people of historical note who I'm afraid I can't actually oh. remember who they are. Um and it was just so funny to have these salt and pepper shakers of these um historical. German figures, so I had no idea who they were. Do you still have
1: them? Uh, I
2: gave them to my father-in-law, who thought they were just brilliant. Um, Do you hate your father-in-law? <laughs> no, he has a collection of all sorts of bizarre items like this. But anyway, I'm going to go for Plopsland. Okay, an annual I'm family pass to
0: Plopsland. All you're saying is six-foot sausage. Six-foot sausage. I can tell you that it was, in fact... Chocolate chicken, the Chocolate chicken. Oh. It was the chocolate oh. chicken, ladies. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. No That's points fine. there, all square. The uh, Rhonda van Drenta, which is actually famous for its winner's prizes, I would say. You often hear about um, <laughs> what they've won. Won by Lorena Vivas uh, this year. Um, did she win a deep fat fryer, a meat mincing machine, <laughs> a pineapple coring device, <laughs> or a tube of shower cubicle sealant?
1: <laughs> I think
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because there's one. It's
1: like going and, through one of those and, um, homeware magazines. Drensacht. Come through your letterbox. And
2: Drensacht also has bizarre prices. And I think they usually win uh I think I even said prices, which is what the Euros always say when they mean prizes. They say, ah, I won these yeah. prizes. Um and I think you win a bike at Drenton. And it's like a bike, sorry, at Drensacht, you win a bike and a toaster or something. So I'm gonna go for fryer.
1: I think deep fat fryer. I would actually, I would have thought air dryer, to be honest, but I'll go for deep fat yeah, fryer. Yeah, I thought it
2: was air fryer as well, but maybe it is deep fat deep fat fryer.
0: Oh my God, there's there's too much knowledge here. I don't know what an air fryer is. It's like but a little, you are both correct. I've actually got one on There's a the good counter. chance that you two are correct and I am wrong because I don't know what an air fryer is. <laughs> But yes, a um, a fryer of unknown... It was uh, an air fryer, definitely an air fryer. Gen- <laughs> yeah.
1: How do you know that? Because <laughs> it's the thing these days, isn't it? An air fryer. I've actually got one. Dryer, I've got one it's there. Not... It's on the... It's frying with minimal like, the the oil. Oh. They're, they're you should do it too. You can heat your mince
2: pies up in them. You know, it's far more efficient than using the oven. Wow. You can cook anything in them. They're absolutely brilliant. It uses a very minimal amount of fat and cooks it very well and yeah if you just want to heat up something much more efficient
0: lizzie if you just only made a better effort in the ronde van dromter then you'd have a chance <laughs> of owning two air fryers <laughs> i will try my hardest <laughs> next year yes please do. okay so on to the next the lotto belgium tour the green jersey winner this is uh, ali wollaston did she win um oh no I have remembered the answer okay um a a crate of leeks, (laughs) b eight kilos of dry dog food c (laughs) johan museu's biography (laughs) or d a year's supply of lint rollers
1: (laughs) I think I know the answer I'm gonna let Ola go first Okay, so I'm going to say a
2: creative leeks. I think it was the dog creative food, leaks. but you know, maybe you'd need the lint the lint rollers no. if you had the dog food because you know then you'd need to get the dog hair off your clothes. So. But I think Great. the dog food.
0: The answer was indeed eight kilos of dry dog food. Well done, Lizzie. <laughs> what
1: if you don't have a dog? I think she. No, I know. Did. I, I don't.
2: Oh no. I think she gave it to a teammate who had a dog or something like that.
1: Wow, wow! But Creative Leaks is a. Sometimes i got to say cycling, cycling answer, is a bit isn't shit, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, really, if you're looking for a career to aspire to, you yes, know, the dog food. I-
2: <laughs> if I'd been given eight kilos of cat food on the podium, I'd be absolutely delighted, to be honest. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, but it wasn't, was it? It was dog not food. Not as happy as my yeah. So yeah. you're not interested in the dog food,
0: but you might be interested in the prizes on offer at the Easy Toys Prize uh, <laughs> Prizeland tour. <laughs> I can hear the laughter already, and that was won by uh, Ellen Van Dyke uh, this year. So what did Ellen win? Did she win a stuffed aardvark? A <laughs> it's one Barbie Malibu. <laughs> yeah, a Barbie Malibu <laughs> Dreamhouse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, c
0: four dozen eggs or d a vibrator
1: um, absolutely no doubt about this one whatsoever it was the vibrator uh, in addition with a lot just... of other
2: of um easy toys is very useful yeah, very products true. um for women and men all sorts of solo fun
1: oh yeah mm. yeah true um yeah that was definitely the vibrator wasn't it mm. i don't know what to make if we're going to be that specific probably can't easy toys mate, i guess uh, i think easy toys I, yeah, I but i'm believe. sure they've got different i'm sure they've got different kinds of yes uh, anyway. no that's true but well well done i
0: mean i was going up against two total pros uh <laughs> here indeed uh it was a vibrator that ellen van dyke won uh Alongside, as you said, Lizzie, um, some blindfold and some other um, personal accoutrements, uh, we'll <laughs> say. But OK, this is so we've got so Lizzie is one point ahead and we're going into the last question. Mm-hmm.
1: I should of, have gone for chocolate chicken and knew it.
0: Winner, winner, garden strimmer. And that is the Lotto Touring Tour, which was won by Alex Manley. Did she win A, uh, a litre beer glass in the shape of a boot? B, a blue metre tall stuffed dinosaur toy? C, a basket containing 17 different types of nougat products? Or D, all of the above?
1: Oh, all of the above. Yeah.
0: She's going all of the above. All of the above. What are you going for? All of the above. Yeah, but Lizzie's done that to deadlock it because she knows that she's got the no, win in her No, 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 because oh,
2: I've been to oh, I was going let
1: you go first.
2: And like I said before, uh, I've won a Goethe and uh <laughs> set of um, salt and pepper salt shakers, and pepper shakers. shakers. ceramic heads. <laughs> um, and I know that you win the boot um, because everybody on the podium has one of these uh, glass litres of beer boot things i haven't explained that very well but it's brilliant i really want to win one um and you get to have your beer on the podium every day um and you also get some other bizarre you have your beer
0: you prizes. tuck your dinosaur under your arm you eat your new guys <laughs> well, you're going the thing i know what that
2: <laughs> race is like and i have this weird memory of some sort of big toy yeah. and so i'm pretty sure it's all of the above
0: it is indeed all of the above
1: lizzie you take round two congratulations oh, thanks very much So we've got a dead heat. I'll I'll do do a Lizzie here. I'll do a Lizzie here. Congratulations, Lizzie. (laughs) We'll be back for round three after this.
0: The cycling podcast Femina is supported by Science in Sport. Science in Sport, fueled by science. Thank you very much to long-time sponsors of the cycling podcast, Science in Sport. Uh, If you're looking uh, for any sports nutrition and with New Year's resolutions on the horizon, then it's a great time uh, to head to scienceinsport.com and get 25% off uh, all of your sports nutrition needs with the code SISCP25. Well, I've just left you guys all on a cliffhanger because we have our final (laughs) round, and it is indeed
1: like the end of an episode of Neighbors. Cryptic
0: Criterium. Orla, you're ruining the quiz vibe. Sorry,
1: sorry, sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a cryptic criterion. Now, uh, needs no explanation. And uh, this is good because this is like the experience of Orla with the passion of Lizzie. Because I know Lizzie's quite (laughs) passionate about these cryptic criteriums. Ah. So we'll see. My experience has
1: generally been in losing the cryptic criterion, however. But... Yeah, I'm ready. You had bad, ready.
2: bad tactics, and Richard had brilliant tactics. So. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. I know. That's true. I'm going to channel Richard's that tactics. That's all alert. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? Be silent. Will I work out the the answer slowly but audibly? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, Richard's tactics didn't make for great listening, <laughs> to be honest, but it did make for great winning.
1: So uh, let's be honest; that's all that matters.
0: We'll see how this one yeah, plays yeah. out. Okay. Are you ready? As will mm-hmm. ever be. Half blind underground mammal, half adult male.
1: Ashley Bellman Pasio. Yeah! I was thinking of balconomer. <laughs> and I
2: was like, no, it can't be balcony Molymer. <laughs>
1: All are, all are taking
2: the lead. Oh, I
1: thought that was it. But did you oh, hear how... That
2: was really fast. That was incredibly impressive.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Very
2: good. <laughs> she says with gritted teeth. No, I'm, I'm no, that was genuinely, genuinely impressed. Problem. You've been working on your speed skills. <laughs> and my shutting
1: up.
0: <laughs> okay, number two. Small American police horse. Hmm. So you need to separate American police and small horse, I would say, to make this one. American police officer, what they might be called, plus a small horse.
2: Capone? Sorry. Clara Capone? Yes! Capone? Yes! Well done,
1: Lizzie! What? Oh.
0: Capone. Cop-pony.
1: Cop-pony. I've gone. I gone full Canadian. I was like... what's a yankee (laughs) well i've just been i've just (laughs) been in america
2: so maybe i had an advantage but i was thinking of like sheriff sheriff somebody which didn't work what do you call a
1: canadian sheriff horse mountie
0: a mountie Mountie, not
1: a yankee i was thinking yankee pony
0: (laughs) (laughs) she hasn't got many results yankee pony is joining in
1: 2023 (laughs) (laughs) i think that's a good name yankee pony and it, you can easily make it into a song. Yankee pony, went it to down, riding on a Yankee pony. Yeah, but pony. that's... that's <laughs> oh, okay, let's song. get on with the quiz. <laughs> <funniest laughs> song. <laughs> mm. Oh, dear. Right, okay. okay. i it so well. Okay.
0: Number three. Yeah. Uh, relation of Jack who could eat no fat, his wife could eat no lean. I don't know what
1: that means. Um, relation. Uh... uh Jack,
0: who could eat no fat, his wife could eat no lean. So supposed to be
1: like a riddle or a poem or a, or are we supposed to? It's a nursery better? rhyme, an old
0: nursery rhyme. And I'm supposed
1: to know the rest of it.
0: I got part of it. You're meant but... to know the word after Jack something. Black. It's Jack. Ooh, you're not that far off actually. It's Jack. Jack. Who could eat no fat, his wife could eat no lamb And what was the other bit? Relation. It's just a relation of this person, so the same surname as Jack.
1: The same surname as Jack. Who could eat no fat. Oh. black. Because oh, it's a nursery rhyme,
0: the rhyming might help yeah, you. Yeah, that's what I'm
1: thinking. Jack.
0: Oh, sp-
2: Sprat, Sprat. Sprat. Spratty, Spratty, Spratty.
1: I said the oh. film name.
0: I said the
1: film name. Does that not count? And before, no? I think that,
0: to be honest, it came through. I don't know what it, because obviously to the listeners we'll be in perfect sync but to me you both said it at the same time on here
1: okay well we call no. that a draw. So I'm gonna have to
0: give I'm gonna have to call that a draw Amanda Spratt because it's Jack Spratt
1: wouldn't oh, that Spratt. be nice
2: yeah. if we just drew and we could both win all <laughs>
1: <us>. <laughs> because I'm How sure that neither of us really wants to win outright <laughs> <laughs> no, but the other thing is more that
0: neither of us want we to lose. lose
1: exactly exactly yeah. <laughs>
0: okay number four how many are there there's five okay. actor Pitt of mr and mrs smith fame has a small fruit named after him um
1: what uh small fruit mandarin um Nave bradbury who yes
0: bradbury yes bradbury Brad, oh, Brad Berry, Brad Pitt, oh, Berry I need to say a small cherry. Fruit. Brad
1: Cherry, not quite the same. <laughs> Brad Cherry, yeah, Brad, Brad Cherry. <laughs> I could have said that quickly and pretended it was my accent. Oh well, less <laughs> <a> word <laughs> or the connection. <laughs> Always blame the accent. Well, well, it gets me into enough trouble, so I might as well use it to my advantage whenever I can. <laughs> uh, right, so okay, I'm this... fighting for a draw. You're fighting for a draw here, Orla.
0: Or is it like a points race and there's
2: double points on the line?
0: Oh, let's do it.
2: Double (laughs) points on the line. Basically, winner winner takes it all now. Okay, fine. Winner takes it all. I mean, I've just basically handed myself a loss, but you know, make it more exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Winner takes
1: it all. I like that style. you ready? Good on you, Lizzie.
0: Okay. Opposite of a salt hotel. Opposite
1: might not be... Okay,
0: Correct term. Um,
1: oh, hotel. Not the... Uh, yeah. Georgie Pfeiffer? Pfeiffer, but... no?
0: No, no. That's... Yes, you're leaning into the right direction there, wife, though. Georgie. You are.
1: <laughs> Shall we get that? Um, um... So, salt,
0: hotel. hotel... It's not the opposite of a hotel. Something comes with salt and... And then the second half is not a hotel, but if you were going on accommodation, you wanted to be a bit more outdoorsy, then you might stay at one of these sites. Say it, Ola, say it, Ola. Something camp.
1: Pepper camp.
0: So, Ola, say what you're saying. Oh, Pepper so camp. Pepper camp. Pepper
2: camp. Pepper camp. Pepper camp. Pepper camp. Pepper
0: camp. You said Pepper camp, I did But it was very quietly I did Many times <laughs> Esme I did
1: Esme That's, that's a bloody name I did. Esme Esme, first Esme name fe- my problem. But it's So my it's problem was, was It's for Pfeffer It's yeah, but Pfeffer Yeah Because I knew it wasn't quite right So I was saying it quietly Because I knew I was saying it wrong And I knew that would give Lizzie the chance To then jump in and say it right But You said I was, about on online and time times, and was like Salt and times.
2: sweet Salt and sugar ah, Pepper yes. Pepper ah. Goethe and Schneller The blimmin peppers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you even said, God, salt I've said salt and <laughs> pepper
2: so many times. And yet when you said salt and, I couldn't work out what came with it. How stupid can I be? Esme,
0: pepper camp. So,
1: what is that even? Uh, so, Ola, I think you've won the whole thing. Really? I didn't even realise <laughs> that you've won, but I think you've won. I feel like that's an undignified victory. I feel like Lizzie deserves that one well (laughs) shall i I take it uh, anyway
0: i'll let you guys fight it out between you
1: take (laughs) it shall we call that (laughs) an honorable draw lizzie or is that just a bit pony is that a bit (laughs) just take it (laughs) i i just uh, call pony how about about i re-gift how about i do in this style of christmas i re-gift it and re-gift it back to you and then we both got it no, I think oh, you should take the everyone... win for 2022 okay, and I'm
2: going to come okay. back stronger in 2023. <laughs> I'm on the road to recovery. That, so. I mean,
1: that's what Not everyone late. really wants when Not they want late. a victory
0: is a re-gifted victory. <laughs> that's what all of <laughs> Oh, the it's like
2: champions of the world are going <laughs> for. It's like the tour of Norway where Marianne Voss had it and then suddenly she didn't have it. And Audrey corden Rigaud was the winner, but she didn't want to be the happy. winner. And, exactly. oh, nobody knows
0: what's going on. <laughs> So this is perfectly Christmas. It started out in good humour and it's descended into everyone hates each other. Lovely. Merry Christmas, (laughs) everyone. The only thing left is to get drunk.
1: (laughs) I'm off to get the liqueur chocolate. Merry Christmas. Thank you both so much. Yes, let's get into the
0: quality seat now. Thank you very much, Orla. Thank you. Thank I don't you. know whether you're the winner or not. I'm totally lost We're all winners and we're all losers. The...
1: Let's be honest. Oh, perfect.
0: <laughs> yes, I think that's 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 the that's most perfect thing. We're all losers. <laughs> uh, so, Merry Christmas, my two losers, and uh, Merry Christmas to all you uh, losers listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's terrible.
1: Merry Christmas, listeners. Merry Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs>
0: The Cycling Podcast was created in 2013 by Richard Moore, Daniel Freib, and Lionel Burney.